Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! More money, more money, more money. Hey, welcome everybody and uh, hope you're all doing well. I wanted to hop on for a few minutes and just share the experience I've had with the Big Bang. I just started sports betting, God, five weeks ago when I actually signed up for uh, the MyBookie account. And since then, it's become a little addiction and being able to uh, talk with Memphis and Kyle and the DMs and the group chat and uh, I swear Kyle and I are on like a synchronized schedule that we're always about to message each other but bounce the ideas off and ever since I started uh, listening with the big bet I've been able to kind of formulate my own opinions there are a few bets that the guys talk about that I like but a lot of the time I'm able to start kind of formulating what I like and find different things based off of what they talk about so it's a good time it's a great episode and I look forward to that every uh, Thursday morning so you guys go ahead and pop on. Make sure you get a listen and sign up for uh, that my bookie. It's a great deal. What's happening, everybody? Happy Saturday and welcome to the People's Propcast, a division of the DWZ Sports Network. I am your host, Memphis. You can follow along on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And looking to get back into some props, man. This week, the uh, the bookie, the man behind the counter is looking to do us dirty, as I cannot find a lot of props that I like this week. I've, I've been scouring, been looking, and it was bad on Thursday. I was able to squeak out three props for Thursday's games between the Cowboys and the football team, as well as the Texans and the Lions, but man, it is rough. They are giving us incomplete information on the books right now, I've scrubbed mybookie.ag. I've scrubbed FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM Bet. Looking, looking, and the action out there is bleak. So I'm going to jump into some more. I'll do a quick recap of Thursday. And then make sure to stick around at the end of this and listen to the MRI, the most reliable injury report with my boys, Maddie and Kyle from the MRI and Dynasty Table Talk podcast. Uh, let's just go do a little uh, week in review. So on Thursday, I had Antonio Gibson over two and a half receptions. That was pretty much a lock within the first eight, nine minutes of the first quarter. That felt good. The over 55 and a half rushing yards felt like it was going to be a grind until it wasn't. He really got going in the second half. That was an easy one. And then Alex Smith, over 241 passing yards. He had had a couple of 300-yard games in his last three games. Didn't have as much against Cincinnati. But I really expected Dallas to be able to move the ball. I think I underrated how good the football team defense is. And because of that, Dallas just never really got anything going. Dallas has gotten whooped 
twice by the football team, and I would not be stunned if Washington wound up winning that division. I really believe that it could be New York or Washington to win that division. Going to be a big game on Monday night between the Eagles and the Seahawks. So went two and one on Thursday. Last week went three and two. Not not my best week. Certainly not. The week before was great. We were four and zero. But over my last three series of props given out, we are nine and three. And then last week, as bad as this week is at finding action, last week was so good. I mean, I, I just kept finding them. I'm like, I like this one. If you were to have bet, and I I don't recommend this, but if you were have to have bet. Everything that I laid out last week, you would have went nine and three. That's how good the props were last week. And this week, I feel like it's the exact opposite. I feel like I'm kicking over rocks. I feel like I'm looking, I'm digging. Can't find them. Don't, don't love them. I found three that I'm going to get down on that are statistically in our favor. But overall, it's been, it's been a good run uh, on the show here. Consistent winners. I'm going to jump into some that I like. I'm not necessarily going to get down on. Um, some of these will determine if I wager on them on how I come out on some of the ones that I'm actually betting. So let's jump into this one. First one that I like, Kyler Murray under 252 passing yards and under 51 and a half rushing yards. Where do those numbers come from? It comes from playing Uncle Bill Belichick. That's why it's just a like. I feel like Seattle kind of put a bit of a blueprint together on that Thursday night game with how to defend this team. And if anyone is really good at making you play outside of your norm, it's Uncle Bill Belichick. Going to be an interesting game. I, I could easily see Kyler throwing for 350 yards on this team. I could also see him throwing for 200 yards on this team. It was a really interesting number. I do like it under. Uh, I like the rushing under as well. Another thing that, that went into my consideration with the under on both is his shoulder. Now, it was said that you know they think he's good to go. He's not on the final injury report. But that makes me nervous. And uh, you know, injury is one of the big factors that screw you if you go bet overs on these player props. So I could see where if New England were to get out big ahead of these guys or if the Cardinals were to get out big uh, ahead of New England, that they would just slow the game way down and limit Kyler's exposure. So I'm, I'm just going to lean under because also from the, the time of possession, I see both of these teams running the ball a lot, whether it's with Kyler, Cam, Drake, Edmonds, Harris, whom, whomever. There's going to be a lot of running in this game, so I don't think it lends to huge stats. Speaking of, DeAndre Hopkins, he's got a player prop in this game as well. This one comes from FanDuel, under or over 73.5 receiving yards. Now, this is fascinating. In seven career games versus New England, he's never had 80 yards receiving. Never. It didn't matter who the corner was, whether it was Gilmore or anyone else. The weird thing is, is that this one right here, he's went over the 73.5 three times and under four times. So this is a really fair, tight number. If I had to lean any one particular way on this one, I would lean under the 73.5 based on Gilmore. One more game removed from his own injury. And the same thing Seattle did last week. Seattle has a horrible secondary. And Hopkins finished 5 for 51 against Seattle. I just hate it when a, I don't want to say gets, gets exposed, but when a team gets exposed 
by another defense. It just lends to copycats in this league. And Bill Belichick is not the guy that I want to be on the wrong side of. I do like that Arizona had the 10 days rest. You know, that they've had more time to game plan this thing up. I just see a low scoring game. And I see New England taking D Hop away, especially with no Larry Fitzgerald. It may be a good, you know, prop game for Christian Kirk or Andy Isabella, but they're only starting four wide receivers. So I might have to dig in and find some Chase Edmonds or uh, Kenyon Drake props. Next one. This next one's fascinating. So if you follow the Warzone for any length of time, you know what a Cooper Cup fan I am. On FanDuel, Cooper Cup has a prop of under or over 60 and a half receiving yards. So here's the thing. Due to injury um, out of a possible seven career games against the 49ers, Cup has only played four. So out of those four games, he has never had more than 31 yards receiving. I was I was floored by this doing my research. So he had a three for 11, a four for 31, a four for 17, and a two for 17. Never more than 31 yards. So if I had to lean any particular way, it would be Cooper Cup under 60 and a half receiving yards. Now his teammate Bobby Woods, his player prop this week is under or over 59 and a half on FanDuel. He's more of a crapshoot. His most recent six games against the Niners, he has had three games where he would be over or under. I would look to bet Cooper Cup under 60 and a half. Excuse me, yes, yeah, 60 and a half receiving yards. Fascinating. Just absolutely fascinating upon doing the research. I actually have a lot of Cooper Cup in my dynasty leagues and in my redraft leagues. He's coming off of this monster game. I don't know that I can get away from him, but that's one where uh, I am uh, certainly concerned, especially where matchups are uh, critical as we come up on the fantasy playoffs. And I will say this, if you're an underdog in a matchup in a head-to-head league and you need points, I would pull Cooper Cup. I, I, I think I would. I would gamble on someone with a lot more upside th- than he possesses this week. And if you're a huge favorite, you can probably leave him in. And then the last one, this one will probably wind up being a bet. If I had to say the fourth one that just missed the cut, Jalen Rager, over or under 44 and a half receiving yards on FanDuel lay a dollar ten. How bad, how bad is Seattle versus the wide receiver? How bad, you say? Well, so far on the season, there are six teams that have already played 11 games. Two of them are Carolina and Tampa Bay, as they don't get their bye until next week, week 13. And then the other four just played on Thursday. So what's the most receiving yards given up to the wide receiver by those, by those other six teams? The most given up is 2,128. How much has Seattle given up in just 10 games? How about 2,600 to the wide receiver position? Absolutely horrible. Dead last at every passing metric. And this is a game where I feel like Philadelphia is going to have to put the ball in the air. 44.5 is such a low number. And Rager has already eclipsed 40 in four of five career starts. For those reasons, I, I like this one a lot. When I cash on the three that I'm getting ready to give you, I will probably circle back and look to reinvest in Jalen Rager over 44 and a half on FanDuel. So, all right, let's get into the three that I'm actually getting down on, and then I'll get you over to Maddie and Kyle for the Dynasty Table Talk meets the MRI Most Reliable Injury Show. First one, Michael Pittman, 51 and a half over under, 
and it's minus $1.10 on FanDuel. So in his last three games, Michael Pittman has went 56, 101, and 66. Tennessee is in the bottom five in yards allowed to the wide receiver position. They are giving up 187 passing yards per game to the wide receiver position, and Michael Pittman's coming off of a career high versus Tennessee just two and a half weeks ago. He had 101 yards against them, uh, had a good game, had 66 yards against the Packers. And here's the best part. Phillip Rivers on the year is averaging 35 attempts. So the ball is going to be in the air. Uh, Michael Pittman is starting to establish himself as the wide receiver one in Indy. And he probably will not be long before he is the target magnet as well. So for me, uh, based on what this game will probably look like, I am going Michael Pittman Jr. over 51 and a half yards, minus $1.10 on FanDuel. Let's go to my next bet of the week. Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins, over or under 229 and a half passing yards on FanDuel, lay $1.10. Before I get into this, guys, you got to shop these things around. The DraftKings player prop on Kirk Cousins was 241, I believe, so another 12 yards, and you were laying $1.12. So you're laying more VIG to make a worse bet. You got to shop around. We are 100% endorsed, supported by, and sponsored by the folks at mybookie.ag, but it is my job to help you by giving you the best possible number out there. So again, Kirk Cousins under over 229 and a half on FanDuel. Cousins has been over 220 in 8 of 10 games already this year, and he's been over 250 in 7 of 10 games this year. Carolina has given up 255 yards per game. Some of my concerns, no Adam Thielen, no Irv Smith Jr., Still, we, we still have Justin Jefferson. I've always been a closet fan of Ola B.C. Johnson. Kyle Rudolph's still there. And upon you know reading this out loud, I'm, I'm going to go back and revisit some Dalvin Cook passing game props. I just I see this game being a bit of a shootout. Minnesota has been rough against the pass themselves. I may also revisit the over-under. But just based on the game flow of the game, it is indoors, no wind, no rain, no concern. It's in Minnesota. Carolina has played very good on the road this year where they went and hung very tough with Kansas City just a couple of weeks ago. This could actually be a closet, you know, high-scoring shootout type game. So for that reason, I am going over 229.5 passing yards with Captain Kirk. Last one, uh, the one I feel the best about, is Wayne Gallman. The New York football giants coming off of the bye. Wayne Gallman over or under 56 and a half rushing yards. This one's lay a dollar 12 on DraftKings. I couldn't find this prop anywhere else. I don't love giving up the dollar 12, but I think this is a good bet. And here's why Cincinnati has given up the fourth most rushing yards in the league to running backs. They've given up about 121 a game. Over the last three games, Wayne Gallman has had 44, 68, and 53 yards rushing. And in those games, he's he's done that against uh, all four top 15 rush defenses. And what I really like is that his attempts per game continue to ascend. He went from 10 to 12 to 14 to 18. In the games with 14 and 18, 
Those were both wins for the New York Giants. You're going to have a deflated Cincinnati Bengals team after losing Joe Burrow for the rest of the year with a major knee injury. And I don't see the Giants wanting to get too flashy in here. I see them wanting to come in, run the ball, play good defense, get a W, and get out to, you know, try to win this division. The football team's four and seven. They can match that with a win themselves. And I think, like I said earlier in the show, I really see the football team or the G-men ending up winning this division. So there you go. There is the people's prop cast for the week 12 non-Thanksgiving games. Going to look to continue uh, with our fourth straight winning week here on the prop cast. If you need anything, you can follow, again, you can follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. The show is at Dynasty Warzone on both Instagram and Twitter. And until next time, remember, here at the PropCast, we like to tell you, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Coffee Talk with your host. Hey, Maddie, Maddie, you've been looking so fine. I'm the man. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. You know what? I'm going to fucking knock you out. You know, I am done talking. All I just need is some a buddy to show up. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Um, you were you were an amazing uh, trash talker in your day and, and still are to this day. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? All right. We're here brought to you today with Dr. Kyle and myself, Maddie Big Chest, and we're sponsored. We are now sponsored officially by ViridianGlobal.com. Head on over there and buy a couple shirts and hoodies on me. I can tell you from personal experience that Viridian shirts are first class and they have the best designs in the business. No more overpaying for fantasy apparel. And, you know, for first-time customers, use code MBC2020 to save 10% and tell them that Maddie Big Chest sent you. You know, I love their shirts. You know, this one is one right here that I'm wearing. And fire Matt Patricia because he's been terrible. Uh, 2020 for the Lions has been 2020 for the world. Just a terrible disaster of just everything happening week to week. And it's just not fun. So, you know, that's that's the experience being a Lions fan. But <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you talk now. How, how was your week for fantasy and, uh, you know, the injury status of Joe Burrow and other names? Oh, I mean, everything is goddamn up in the air right now. I made the mistake of looking to see what one of my fantasy matchup scores was, and it's really tight right now. And I basically have Jared Goff up three points against Leonard from it. Chris Godwin of PPR, man. It's going to be a rough one, so make sure I don't check mm-hmm. Yahoo at all. Anyway, well, enough about that. Memphis and I just discussed we did our big bet early this week because we want to you know, enjoy our Wednesday nights with family and, and do Thanksgiving and Turkey Day, though he'll be back on Friday for you know week 12.5 and uh, the prop cast. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good betting week, but you know, not a good week for our boy Joe Burrow, who was one of the top candidates for you know rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, all that stuff took a bad hit to his knee, uh, you know, and we call that a, a valgus, uh, a valgus injury to his knee, and yeah, confirmed torn ACL and MCL. 
and some other stuff. The other stuff is what I would really like to know because uh, an ACL at this point for younger guys is really not anything, you know, it's only a matter of time. Like look what Dalvin Cook and Cooper Cup have done since theirs. You know, Joe Burrow's still a baby. Uh, but if, uh, if his meniscus got shredded up a little bit and that needs to be repaired, that's going to slow down his recovery, put in his week one start ability in jeopardy next year. Um, if there's other things, you know, the, the Jalen, Jalen Smith injury of the Cowboys, that was a bad one where I believe he had nerve and uh, blood vessel or vascular injury. And that took a very long time to come back to. It doesn't sound like that. It didn't look that bad. Um, so hopefully it's just the ACL, the MCL. And then if it's the miscus too, Burrow's going to be on crutches. Cause that, you know, the silver lining there is if you're, you're getting the ACL and the MCL repaired that they don't have to, there's no timetable to try and, you know, get the meniscus game ready any sooner. So you get to repair it instead of scoping it and preserve it and hopefully prevent any, uh, you know, knee replacements down the line. But that's, you know, we're, we're getting, off topic, bummer that Joe Burrow's going down. That's a lot of fantasy teams. And the, the timing there is I, I know in FFPC Dynasty Leagues, the trade deadline was noon this past Sunday. So mm. all of a sudden, you know, if you're a contender with Joe Burrow and now you can't even make a move. So it's, you know, I still wonder if there's, that just feels like a too early of a trade line, trade deadline in Dynasty. I feel like it should go right up until the, uh, the Dynasty playoffs. What do you think? Is that that's yeah, reasonable, right? I, I, don't, I don't have trade deadlines on my leagues that I commission. Um, I think that trade deadlines are kind of pointless. Yeah. Um, and they hurt teams more. Because, you know, if you want to sell for a championship, then go sell for a championship and overpay for some bad players that won't do much on your roster later down the line. But, you know, there's there's another injury that people are going to be sad about. It. It's a fan favorite. It's low Michael P. Ryan from the New York, New York Jets. He left the game with an ankle injury and barely played in the second half. And then uh, Ty Johnson, who could be a sneaky dynasty waiver ad, played 80% of the third downs in the first half. So, you know, Ty Johnson's been given some third down work. That's pretty big. Um, and he's got breakaway speed. Uh, he was drafted by the Detroit Lions and cut by the Detroit Lions. So expect maybe another breakout player from the Detroit Lions to come up uh, from the Jets. Um, who knows? That's just a sneaky dynasty waiver ad for you guys right there. Um, but you I know, like what do you think? What do you think about LaMichael Pirine? He was kind of showing out before he got hurt. Yeah, I, I liked what we were seeing from him. And, you know, the Jets are getting a chance to evaluate some of the younger talent. Um, it's being called a high ankle sprain, which I would say puts this week and probably the following week in serious jeopardy, especially, you know, there's, there's no reason for the Jets to trot anybody out too soon. You know, he's a younger guy, so maybe that bodes well for him. Uh, I think we'll hear more as the week presses on, but I like the, uh, the Ty Johnson take there, uh, especially for that, that style of work in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Ty Johnson in total had uh, 14 of 43 snaps. So, you know, he did okay that, for himself. So That's good work. Uh, 30, 30% of the snaps uh, in relief, that's, that's legit. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Jets are not a good team. They're not going to be running the ball much, so maybe if they have more third down work, he comes in, gets more uh, targets. So we'll see with Ty Johnson, but he could be a good waiver wire ad. And uh, another little waiver wire ad is uh, from the Cleveland Browns, and he's a wide receiver. It's Ketterell Hodge, 
Uh, he started the season as a uh, third wide receiver before missing like a month due to some long-term like injury. And uh, he's been used as Odell Beckham's like replacement. So he's, he's a little bit of a, a waiver wire pickup that ma- many people don't know about. Um, but he was either tied for the lead or led the Browns in targets. Uh, I think this last week. So he's, he's a little bit of an ad there for me. Um, and there he's was a some Baker love there ad. for him. Mm-hmm. Baker likes to throw it to just random guys. He had uh it's Richard Higgins one week and then Hodge the other week and then Jarvis Landry every, every week. And then the other team um, every other, other week. Yeah. Yeah. And Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant are Jack and Hyde. You know, one week it's going to be Hooper, and then the other week is Harrison Bryant. So you never know with them. Uh, Dallas Goddard had a really good week. He, he he went off. And you know who else had a good week that I've been harping on is Mark Andrews. He went over 60 yards this week. But, you know, is that because Nick Boyle got hurt and is out for the year with an injury? Perhaps. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep an eye on this Bucks game too. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Nick Boyle was getting uh he was getting some love from Lamar at times this season and you know though those uh those targets in Baltimore are that much more valuable per target because the volume the passing volume is so low there. So, you know, if Boyle was only averaging, you know, three targets a game if that if all three of those are going to Andrews, he's probably seeing a 50 50 to 60% uptick in his uh per game target share. Yeah, and, and what's going on with Hollywood Brown only getting three targets? And not getting any receptions this week. He put up a donut for fantasy. What's going on? That's a very good question. I have no idea. I mean, at least in the – so I saw the Ravens play a bit in the beginning of the season, and it at least looked like Hollywood, like, he looks like he's running good routes. He's getting open, and Lamar is just missing passes. I don't know why he's not even getting targets. So I don't know how many routes he run. He, had, he, run, he ran, sorry. It's uh, it's getting, getting late here. It's okay. Um, <laughs> How many routes he ran, or what type of routes is he? You know, is he still the deep guy? And Lamar is afraid to throw it deep. Uh, I don't even know at this point, but he's 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 basically useless. He's probably droppable in redraft um, if you haven't already in dynasty. I don't know what you you're basically forced to hold him in hopes that the situation improves for him. But I don't know what what narrative there could be for an improving situation for Hollywood at this point. Uh, you know, Lamar seems to be who he is unless he takes a real big step forward in this this upcoming offseason. Yeah. Des Bryant. Let's 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 talk about him. Des, yeah, Des Bryant. Had four, four targets and did he have four receptions too? I think he had three or four. He caught three or four of the balls. Uh he moved up to the wide receiver three on the depth chart. Love he is that. stepping up, man. Uh maybe, up, maybe yeah. it's time to go. Yeah, go throw up an X on the waiver wire and go get Des. Uh you know, he's probably available in most of your leagues because he's kind of old. But um, he's, a, he's a good wide receiver still. Uh, you know, returning to action this week was Antonio Callaway from the uh, Cleveland Browns, now on the Miami Dolphins. Didn't do much. But, you know, he, he was there. He's back. <laughs> good for him. Good for yeah, it's Dolphins. great. It's great news. Not good for Tua. Or not, not good enough for Tua, but... Or mm-hmm. he played. He played eight snaps, total of a sixty-five total. Okay, so yeah, monitor monitor that one going forward. 
Yep. Uh, Savannah Med, uh, you might want to temper expectations for him going forward because we have a man returning from injury. That's Miles Gaskin coming back next week. Is he not coming back next week? No, he is. I'm just shaking my head because uh, yeah. the Bucks just tied it up with the Rams. Oh, man. What happened, uh, Brady? Uh, well, first what happened was Goff pulled the goof and threw in it. Mm. I, the Rams are up 24-17. I don't know why you're doing anything that can – I don't know. I, I, yeah, so Goff interception and Bucks just marched down the field, 24-24. Rams are going to have the ball back with 353. Um, yeah, this is live during the Monday Night Football game. We are bringing this to you guys live uh, live action. <laughs> Savannah Med, though, I would temper expectations going forward for him. Because Miles Gaskin is returning to that backfield, and you know, I think that he'll still see the second most snaps in that backfield, but it'll be down to like seventeen snaps, uh, which is what Patrick Laird is getting, and uh, you know, you'll see Miles Gaskin get forty three snaps. So it'll just kind of flip flop, go from yeah. Savannah Med's role to the Patrick Laird role. Yeah, and who? I mean, at this point, I don't even know if I want to touch that Dolphins offense. No, you never know uh, what's going to happen now because they pulled to a. And yeah. said that Fitzmagic was better. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, who um, said that? Because I the the Brian Flores. Talk, I thought he. I thought he said that uh, two was the starter going forward, but they you know they just put Fitzmagic in mm-hmm. in that moment yeah, yeah, yeah. to to see if it gave him a chance. Which doesn't really make sense because if you're better players, Tua, then keep him in. Yeah, uh, you know, a good dynasty wide receiver that we saw this week who's blossoming is Michael Pittman Jr. He had a total of 67 snaps, and they played 83 offensive snaps total. He had, I believe, 80-something yards and a touchdown. Yep. Big week from Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, you know, he is showing up for a rookie, and he's having a good season now that he's healthy, and uh, Phillip Rivers is giving him the ball. Yeah, I mean, he was coming off uh, a pretty – serious and scary at times injury where with the compartment syndrome in his lower leg. And so I imagine after he came back and probably still took him a game or two to get back to full speed. And these past two weeks, he's flashed against both the Titans and then the Packers. Um, and that Colts team, that, that surprised me a bit. I thought if the Packers would get up in that game, that they would run away with it. But, you know, I don't know if it was the Packers got too comfortable or their defense is really that bad. Or Phillip Rivers just turned back the clock and was slinging it all over the field. Slinging it's probably not the right term because whatever that throwing action is, is, uh, is it's something a special. It's a hawk. It, it's a hawk. He was hucking it all over the, the field. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Pittman looks good. Another rookie, you know, I bring, I bring them up in the same argument or in the same conversation because in my, my baby, my first dynasty league ever, Mims and Pittman are uh, two of the rookie wide receivers that I've managed to get on my roster and was holding on for dear life for their breakout games at some point this year. And I feel like we've seen both of them. Mims, I think, had four for 70-something this week. Um, lots of downfield targets, too. So that's air yards, they call those folks. I believe those are good. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that game, the Green Bay Packers running back backfield was a 50-50 split completely from Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, 30 snaps to each. Um, I think that's a little interesting because I think Aaron Jones' volume has gone down, as we've seen, since he got COVID or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, since he's been back, he's not gotten the full load that he used to get. So 
maybe uh, temper your expectations if you have Aaron Jones. Uh, Jonathan Taylor got 46 snaps of the targets. Of the of the uh, total 83 snaps, he got 46, which is more than 50%. Seeing his usage go up against a Green Bay team that's not very good against the run, that's pretty good to see for Jonathan Taylor owners to finally see him have a nice day. Did he have a touchdown? I believe he did. I'm pretty sure he did. So, you know, he had a good fantasy uh, breakout game against yeah. the Green Bay Packers, which are ranked 31st in the NFL in rushing um, and probably now 32nd after yeah. this last week. So, you know, they're not they're not doing great. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Detroit Lions and the uh, Carolina Panthers. Matt, what, happened your, what, what happened to your Lions this week? P.J. So, Walker just, just do this all with over the, shirt. the Lions. Fire yeah. Patricia, he's a clown. But was it Get um, rid of him. Matt Rule was the coach when PJ Walker and Robbie Anderson were on Temple however many years ago. So that's a little bit of a reunion for them there. It makes sense mm-hmm. as to why he was, you know, happy to go with PJ Walker for the week. Yeah. The you know, the big winner this week was DJ Moore seeing an increased snap share and target percentage from PJ Walker being the quarterback. He had sixty one snaps of the seventy one snaps. Uh, Robbie Anderson played 50 snaps of the 71 snaps and Curtis Samuel played 48 of 71 snaps. So, you know, it was pretty even DJ Moore being the the leading receiver on that team. Uh, but Curtis Samuel was the big winner in terms of the yards taking it out. You know, he had Curtis Samuel had a, a large touchdown. Um, he ended up with eight catches compared to more seven catches and, um, so Curtis Samuels starting to become this consistent starter that we haven't seen from him in the NFL. And, you know, that's, that's a big boost to him in value, I think for dynasty going forward. Yeah. He's what only in his, uh, is a year older than DJ Moore, right? So this is his mm-hmm. fourth, year. fourth year, fourth year, fourth year break. That's a thing guys. Mm-hmm. Especially for people who, you know, he was injured his, his first uh, season, he had an injury yep. and it kept him out the whole year. Um, but yeah, going on to uh, the Lions, carry on, I think Carry on Johnson was the replacement for DeAndre Swift. Didn't do much because you know they were blown out. So there's no touchdowns for fantasy. Matt Stafford t- turned the ball over, uh, put it on the ground a couple times. Um, it was just a brutal game to watch, man. It was not fun. Um, nobody did a lot from the Lions besides the defense letting up a lot of points. Um, so. You know, Hawkinson did have over 60 yards, so that is something to, to note. Uh, Hawkinson's consistently being a tight end that can score 10-plus fantasy points in a tight end premium league. So it's nice to see Hawkinson continue to do what he does best, um, get 60 yards. That's all he needs. Now, I recently sold Hawkinson for Carson Wentz in the Dynasty League. And when I say I recently, it. it was like four weeks ago, but – I don't know. I need. I need to see. I've. I've only seen trash out of Carson Wentz since that trade because I thought I was buying low and selling Hawk. You know, not high, but yeah, getting getting a nice little return. He was like, I got him in like the tenth or eleventh round of a startup this offseason. He went after Fent and Goddard. Like that was like that tier, and I was happy to get any of those three guys. And uh, so I was like, all right, I feel like this is a pretty solid flip. We need. But do we talk about? No, we already talked about that. All right. Anyway, what else we got? How how much better is uh Wentz? How much better is Frank Wright than uh Doug Peterson? 
Oh, uh, infinite. So is that just what the problem is? Is it it Doug Peterson and, you know, if they get rid of him, Carson Wentz is set free? I think it could be a part of the solution. I mean, the the GM Shuffle guys, they they crack me up. They talk about how – I forget. They use some sort of war reference, but they talk about how Doug Peterson has more – more guys on his offensive staff than than so and so had when they stormed whatever Normandy or whatever, um, and how there's just like there's no there's no organization there's no identity and yeah Carson Wentz like I mean Carson Wentz at least sometimes looks like it is probably bad he's sort of trying to put it all on himself and maybe that's why he's rushing the ball so much this year is he's trying to trying to do everything he can to show that he can still be. Now, he was an elite quarterback for a year, but are you really an elite quarterback if you only do it for a year? I mean, Kaepernick did it for a year. Who else has done it Kaepernick for a year? Kaepernick did it for about two years, but, you know, uh, I'll digress on that. It's a little touchy. Um, Nick Foles did it for a year. Um, there, there's some quarterbacks who are just one-year wonders. Maybe yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, R- RG3? RG3, RIP RG3, uh, his knees, man, bless the knees. Like I said, if you play on FedEx Field, you're, it's going to consume a knee a year. And poor Joe Burrow, he had to be the guy this time on FedEx Field. You know, they have something wrong with that turf on FedEx Field because so many knee injuries are suffered there. Alex Smith, uh, RG3 multiple times. And, you know, it's right. just I think it has to do with their 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 field care. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just a I think that's just a statement to to make because it's so many injuries happen there. And it's Washington. Would you be surprised that they just don't even take care of it? No. It's it's they, the worst. They don't franchise. even take care of their players, yeah. hmm You know who had a good game this week for a quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Now is the time to start selling him if you have him in dynasty leagues. Uh it's it's a time to buy if because you know someone just lost Joe Burrow so I bought Kirk Cousins if I if I've lost Joe Burrow I've usually gone after Kirk Cousins uh, or Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is a good quarterback to buy low right now. Yeah. Um, I really like what Kirk Cousins is doing. You know Justin Jefferson had fifty nine snaps to sixty four snaps. He has a huge amount of snaps in that offense and he's gotten production. He had another touchdown this week on a long I think it was a long touchdown like thirty something yards. And uh, he's just schooling people, man. And Adam Thielen, too. Adam Thielen had a great – I think he had a, a nice performance, uh, two-touchdown game. Another um, one. But the Dallas Cowboys ended up winning. Uh, don't don't know really how that happens, but Dalton Schultz, hey, I guess, puts it on well, the – this is this is this was my like thought of the week for Memphis because he you know we we talked about we were we were sort of on Minnesota last week if that number got to six or six and a half and it never did um, but you know if we go back three months only three months right we're still in November we go back three months this Cowboys team was favorite in the East and everybody's talking about like Dalton was a great insurance policy for Dak um, you know he's only so far removed from being a playoff caliber quarterback. Um, like how, how quick should we be to forget thoughts? Like, like, cause that's, that, that stuff matters. All of that information we felt or thought about a team in the summer still matters, but how much does it still matter? So is this, is this going to be the new trend for the Cowboys going forward? Or was it, Hey, the Cowboys had two weeks to finally prepare and, you know, get organized a bit. And now that they're going to be, you know, 
playing weekly again is for lack of a, a better description. Um, well, that, you know, you can't prepare two weeks for every game. So No, no. And, uh, you know, Tony Pollard had a really nice game putting up some pretty big numbers despite having a lower snap percentage than Zeke. Uh, he's my waiver wire ad from that game if you're in redraft. Uh, it's Tony Pollard. Uh, he's a receiving back from Memphis. I really like Memphis running backs. Uh, they're really good in the NFL. Uh, Daryl Henderson's playing tonight. I'm not sure how he's doing, but probably pretty rough against the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, um, it is. He's got, but, he's got six, ferry, six carries for six yards, but nobody's done anything on the ground in that game. Of course. Of course. Let's talk about Henry Ruggs, man. Henry Ruggs uh, drafted 12th overall before CeeDee Lamb, before um, Jerry Judy, before Justin Jefferson, before T. Higgins, before Darnell Mooney, before, before Brendan Ayuk. Before Brendan Ayuk. Like, what, what is Oakland doing, man? What happened there? Like, is that just not the biggest bust in the draft overall? I mean, what is it with uh, – they're Las Vegas now. But what is yeah. it with the Raiders just insisting on a, drafting the speedy receivers early? Like, I I mean, I won money on that when I I bet that it would go either Ruggs, Judy Lamb or Ruggs, Lamb, Judy. And pff, easy money. That was like 19 to 1. I think Rager would be a better wide receiver for them there right now than Henry Ruggs. You know, they're just they're lacking a, a good wide receiver in that offense. Um, and we've seen Nelson Aguilar step up to be the Henry Ruggs kind of guy that they wanted Henry Ruggs to be. It's kind of funny to see because I've started Nelson Aguilar the last couple of weeks and he's been so productive for fantasy as a yeah. slot wide receiver. Like yeah. he is what we've needed from an Oakland wide receiver, and it's Nelson Aguilar, the biggest bust from his draft class and you know, he's not a bust anymore because he's, he was a, a pure slot guy being used wrong in a, the Philadelphia offense. He's been freed from Doug Peterson and Derek Carr Doug is slinging Peterson. it downfield. He is. He looks he is. good. Yeah. It's quite the revival. That, that Raiders team is something right now. They're, they're definitely rebranding themselves nicely under John Gruden. Yeah, Ruggs is averaging 1.6 catches per game, so that means he can be dropped in a redraft. Not worth owning. Don't Judy. Don't Judy's own. averaging like 10 targets per game over the last four games or something stupid like that. Drew Locke's also averaging like, what, three interceptions a game? Yeah, something like that. He's not doing too well. Uh, but, you know, the owner, the owner GM – I think it's just GM uh, does not want to look bad. So he's going to continue to roll with Drew Locke, I think, which is going to be quite funny to see um, if they continue to roll Drew Locke out there next year, uh, because I don't think he's the guy there overall. I don't think he's going to win you a Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't like saying it because I got him. Matt, dynasty startup this offseason, FFPC, you're only allowed to draft three quarterbacks. I didn't like taking any of the ones I did, and here's the three I took. Locke, Jimmy G, and Minshew. That's why and, – and then and then I uh, – Trubisky was uh, a waiver, and so I, I, I bought Trubisky uh, with my fab pre-week one, and then that's more or less why I traded Hawk for Carson Wentz because I felt like I needed at least some. So those are my five quarterbacks that I'm going to be carrying into the offseason. I have not won a game because that's Barkley, you know, <laughs> Barkley, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, 
Oh my god. Oh man. And DJ Chark was a big loser this week. He did not put up like any points for fantasy production. Um, you know, he's a good dynasty buy low right now because they're going to get a t- they're going to get a quarterback like uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. And he's going to need a wide receiver one and that's DJ Chark. They already have him. Um, go get DJ Chark now while he doesn't really have a quarterback and uh expect big <laughs> returns from him. That's why you're getting Mims too. Like get Mims yeah. now because he could be tied to Trevor Lawrence for the next four or five years. Until or, the or Jets bring in Kenny Galladay in the off season, and Kenny Galladay goes and uh, signs a huge extension, a huge contract with them, and uh, it's it's fantasy magic for Trevor Lawrence. But uh, I just want to say that the Kenny Galladay injury is something that's very intriguing to me because this has to be soft tissue if he's not playing still. Yeah, and I haven't found anything other than it's just his hip. Yeah, a hip flexor. Oh, they they have given they, uh, no, given they haven't muscle? said. They just said hip, but okay. people have speculated it's a hip flexor, which what is was, what a two week injury. Did, I mean, if it, yeah, you never know with severity. Hip flexor, For like so hip flexor is the muscle right on, away. It's the muscle on the front of your hip, and when you extend mm. your hip, as in like striding or sprinting, it's being stretched. So that one can you – know, all the muscles of the legs are important for sprinting, but uh, that would really hamper a guy who's trying to I'm get just separation. Saying, for a guy who doesn't have a lot of money coming in the next year because he needs to sign a contract, it's pretty smart not to come back and play on an injury. So he's going to take the time he needs – to get fully healthy before he comes back, in my belief. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, these guys are out here working. We call it play sometimes, but they're out here working. If I'm, you know, if, if he's only got a chance to sign one more contract, because he is one of those older rookies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like he's 26 he's, or 27. Yeah, and he's still on his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Get that cheddar. Lock it up. And get out Especially, of Detroit. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Unless they can get somebody good in there. Who are they? What? Patricia can't be there for any longer than week 17. Fire Fire the clown. He's our tank tank master. He's going to lead us to to maybe one more win, and it's going to be against some obscure team like the Green Bay Packers, and we're going to beat them somehow, and it's going to be nice to see, but we're not going to win any more games. Um, Detroit Lions are awful. Uh, their team is awful. DeAndre Swift is the life source of that team, and they did not play him or start him until week 10 in the NFL. That's ridiculous to me. Um, but I, I don't, even Adrian Peterson said, I don't know why he wasn't starting two to three weeks before, like, he, Isn't that before crazy? he started him. Adrian Peterson, it who is. knows, is not that far removed from being like the the NFL running back God, like not to use that term loosely or outside of a church. Um, sorry. I'm mm-hmm. not very spiritual, but I digress. Uh, for Adrian Peterson, a guy who was that guy who uh, these guys, like it's, they've been the best in their, their universe for so long to be like, I don't know why that guy wasn't starting over me. Like, this is one of the best to ever do it. Say, like, that's just, there's got to be something going on with the talent evaluation or who's in charge of making what decisions. Yeah. It's definitely uh, who's S in my uh, D right now for Matt Patricia. He's that kind of guy. He needs his uh, 
pole to be polished if you want to play for him. So if you know what I mean. Um, but he he's definitely a, a very stubborn head coach. He likes to run it his way, and if it's not his way, it's not the right way. He's yeah. like a he's like Gordon Ramsay, but not good. You know, he just goes in and yells at people, and he like, has no respect for. Anything. Does that make him Guy Fieri? Like, is Guy Fieri not good? I don't know. I don't. Watch yeah, that makes it. No, Guy Fieri is a very good cook. Uh, okay. uh, but it's like he's basically Guy Fieri because you know he's got the little little chub on his belly. <laughs> there you so, go. So, uh, I, I like that one. Um, but he he just isn't. He's not a good coach. So, fire Matt Patricia. Get a good offensive-minded coach like Joe Brady in there. Uh, you just saw Joe Brady torture defense with P.J. Walker from the XFL. You made Matt Patricia look like an XFL head coach instead of NFL head coach. It was embarrassing. You know, no, I, I don't know what more you can do to get fired. Yeah. Um, even doing some really bad things off the field doesn't even do it these days. But yeah. let's move on. Let's, uh, you know, we're, we're already rolling 30 minutes. Let's. Everybody's probably looking ahead to waivers tomorrow or, or the night after. You've touched on a bunch already. Any others? I know we've got some. Kiki Kuti had a uh, had a touchdown this week, as I think both Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb went down. I think Cobb might have already been ruled out for this Thursday game. Um, yes, Randall Cobb to miss time. Let's see, Kenny Stills. Alan Lazard is my waiver wire target. He came back from injury. Uh, if he if he can uh, get a more more snap share, MVS had a really nice week. He popped off, uh, but he had a drop as well. Um, but you know you know he had a good week for fantasy. So Alan Lazard would be a name to add. Uh, Alan I Lazard think. for sure. Yeah, Kiki QT too. It looks like um, Stills and Cobb both might miss time. So it's going to be Brandon Cooks, and then who's it after that? Jalen Guyton from uh, LA Chargers. He played 69 sh- uh, snaps of the 82 snaps total on offense. Uh, he's a name to add, I think, because you know he's yeah. got the deep shot potential. If he's still available on your and your waivers for a redraft league, he's someone that you should look for in a deep league. Um, if for some reason Brashad Perriman is on waivers, you should pick him up. He's gotten 59 snaps total of uh, the the. Jets, uh, that's not right. It should be 63 snaps. Uh, so, you know, he really outplayed almost everyone on that offense uh, in terms of snaps. So I just like to look at snaps, and that gives you the most uh, potential. Jakeem Grant played 55 snaps for the Miami Dolphins. He's a good flex ad, I think. Jakeem Grant is a wide receiver. He's shifty. He makes uh, space. So if two is still the quarterback going forward, I'd, I'd continue to play Jakeem Grant. Um, what do you think about Jakeem Grant? I like that. He's, no, he, he's been on uh, he's been on my DFS radar the past few weeks since Preston Williams went down. As has Nelson Aguilar. He's criminally undervalued right now. Um, and like my DFS strategy is like, I'm, I feel like any, any given week there's three or four wide receivers who you're like, really they did that. Um, so I'm just trying Tim to Patrick. hit on those. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Curtis Samuel, Tim Patrick, Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard being the tight end for this week. Yeah. Um, Travis Fulgham, you know, he's, he's declined, you know, 
what what's happened with him recently. He's getting the targets, but he's not getting the receptions. It's sad to see because Fogum was a, a fan favorite of mine to start yeah. the season. Um, I mean, I'll chalk he, up I'll chalk up the Browns game for for Carson Wentz. That was some pretty shit weather, and the Browns were in his face most of the game. Um, they got Seahawks at home on Monday night. Oh, pretty so that's much. A must start. Well, and every team has been able to put up points on the Seahawks. So if the Eagle and but no, you know, I, I actually like the Seahawks in this game because the Seahawks are coming off of a, a Thursday night game, so they're getting the extra rest, extra prep. I don't know, play it what you will, but the next two weeks, so we got Seahawks, and we just saw what the thirty-eight or thirty-nine-year-old or forty-year-old Philip Rivers did to the Packers. That's the Eagles are at the Packers the following week. So really I think those two weeks are going to tell us and, you know, okay. So Rager's healthy. Fulgham's healthy. Goddard's healthy. I think Ertz did Ertz play this week. You know, Miles no. Sanders is no, Ertz didn't play. Sanders played. Um, this is probably as good as it's going to get for Carson Wentz's supporting staff or supporting uh, cast this season. Yeah. So it, it's, if, if we don't see anything good out of the Eagles in the next two weeks, then, something's got to change, whether it's I, – I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer. I think they're going to test it at some point. But they're still first place in the NFC East, so you can't really just stick around with that lead. No, and, you know, Jalen Hurts is not better than Carson Wentz, the quarterback. I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts. Um, Carson Wentz is clearly superior. It's it's just frustration if they play him. Yeah. Um, because you know what they could have been is the team that's winning the NFC least, the worst division in football, uh, and they're not going to be winning it. It looks like maybe the Cowboys Ever. are win it. Ever. Yeah. The Memphis, no, I mean, no Memphis way. likes the The Giants have some steam. Though I looked at their schedule, and it's uh, – Giants have a terrible schedule going forward. Yeah, they have three wins right now. Five might be what they finished because they got the – they got. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the – Eagles still. They got uh, the Bengals. Okay, that should be a win. I like that. I like that this week. Um, then they have the Seahawks in Seattle. Then they come back home. They play the That's Cardinals. Then they That's play the Browns at home. Probably a that loss. The w- yeah, yeah, Browns are six and three this year, or whatever they are at seven and three. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, the last three weeks they've been. I mean, they barely edged out Houston in that terribly terribly played game um and then and then they finish with the ravens and then the cowboys you know you know um, who's worth you know who's worth buying right now just just because he's if you're super flex leagues is baker mayfield just because you know he was so accurate in college and he's had some rib injuries this season and we've seen what rib injuries do to quarterbacks they make them less yeah. accurate maybe they're just conserving baker doing a run-heavy offense. But, you know, he's he's a good person to go buy for a 20-21 second, and that's it. That's, like, all you need to buy him for for most owners. They'll sell him to you for that. Um, sure. he, he's yeah. really cheap. So if you need a quarterback for next year, he could be that guy. Um, but he's not going to get you much this year. He's he's just not been as accurate as he was in college. and But that should come back, on, you know, if he gets healthy. Because he like does not look healthy. Man. No. No, he looked. He was slinging it downfield a bit yesterday, so I wonder if he's on the uh, on the cusp there because we're not too far removed from him having some big weeks. Mm-hmm. So the and Cowboys, I, you know, yeah. 
another guy to buy is Kirk Cousins because he's going to play himself out of quarterback contention for the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to be stuck with Kirk Cousins for another year. If you buy Kirk Cousins now, you're getting another year of production from a quarterback for a cheap value. Um, I got him today for Travis Fulgham and uh, tight end from the Johnny Smith. Travis Fulgham and Johnny Smith for Kirk Cousins. So that's that's how much Kirk Cousins cost me, and I lost Joe Burrow. So needed a quarterback right away, did not want to trade Joe Burrow, got myself a quarterback to go with Kyler Murray. So, you know, it's well just done. a stopgap. Yeah. So well how, how can you plug How can you plug the hole from once you, that injury happens to your team? You got to trade. That's That's really all there is to it. I like it. But, yeah, uh, I think that's it for us for the week. Our MRI report is done, and we did some little coffee talk for you guys. Um, brought to you by, unofficially by Starbucks. Um, and Essential. And, uh, yep, Essential Water, the best water uh, from the airport you can get. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it. So have a good one, guys. Hey, guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on – why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team, downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon, reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now join the patreon and join uh join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family i broke my back what do you mean by that you broke my back, back is broken what uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion spinal 